Hello and welcome to Venus and Chiron. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. My name is Brienne and in this podcast I am exploring and talking about intuition and all the subtle realms of consciousness. So naturally for episode number two, I am going to be going over all the different types of intuition. So in this episode, I'm going to be defining intuition, what intuition is used for, I'll be touching on the clairs or the psychic senses, as well as our body wisdom and how intuition moves and flows through the body. Finally, I'm going to touch on the difference between being an intuitive, a psychic, a medium, and a channel. So this episode is really just the foundation of this podcast. It's the fundamentals. It's the it's the root of everything that I'll be talking about in this podcast. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. here in Vancouver for the past few days. I have been waking up so early because the morning sun just comes straight into my apartment and it gets so warm, but I'm not complaining. I love it and my plant babies love it. I've got myself an iced coffee. Feels like summer. Feels great. So the first thing I want to do before I begin talking about intuition is just kind of give it A basic definition. So intuition is defined as this ability to acquire knowledge or information without the use of conscious reasoning. And you'll probably hear me say this a million times on this podcast, but everybody is intuitive. Intuition is a natural ability that all living beings possess. I feel like a really great example of intuition in action is when you look at wildlife or animals in the event, like just before a natural disaster, and all of the animals know to move to higher ground, for example. That's an aspect of intuition. That's that gut instinct that the animals are feeling, knowing that something's not right, knowing that they need to get out of this area because something isn't okay. You may have also noticed this with a pet, like all of a sudden your pet's just going crazy. I remember when I was a kid, um, I had two dogs and two birds, and I remember (laughs) I also was really tuned into my psychic senses, so I could sense (laughs) things that were present, and I remember I would sense something, and my dogs would be going crazy, and my birds would be going crazy, and I would just be like, something's happening here. So yeah, animals are really in tune with their intuition, and One of the reasons why animals seem so much more intuitive than humans is because they don't have their cognitive mind getting in the way of their intuitive knowing. So say you get that ping, that gut knowing, like something's not right, but you live in this place where cognition and like logic and reasoning is all that matters and is the only way to know if something's true or not, then you're more likely to discount your gut and dismiss that subtle feeling and then 
kick yourself later when something happens and you're like, oh my God, how did I not know? So everybody's intuitive. It's really just about relearning what we've kind of unlearned over the years. So intuition is used to connect with our bodies. It's used to connect with our higher self, with our guides, with other people in our lives. Uh, We can connect with animals using our intuition, plants, and of course, spirits. So deceased loved ones on the other side and other spiritual beings. So this fundamental intuition that you see in animals and in people is what I call this body wisdom, which is to shift all your attention away from your cognitive brain and equally distribute it throughout your body. So some scientists are saying that we actually have three brains. So there is the head brain, the heart brain, and the gut brain. And I'm going to talk a little bit about each of these brains because I really feel that if you are trying to develop your intuitive abilities or if you are already really psychically open and you're really struggling with feeling safe and struggling with understanding boundaries and it's just really confusing and overwhelming for you, this is the place that you need to start. We are so much more than our thinking brain. When we move our awareness from our mind and down into the body, we are able to unlock an incredible and infinite well of wisdom and knowledge. It's from this body-based intuition that we are able to ground ourselves. We're able to feel that sense of connection and alignment. It's also how I make sure that when I'm reading someone or connecting with source or communicating something to someone from the spirit realm, I am always acting in a way that is for the highest good. And I'm also always really clear on what's ethical and what's not. You can feel all of that in your body. If you have experienced any sort of trauma it may be challenging to connect with your body and there may be some healing that needs to take place first. I know for me as a child, I was extremely disconnected from my body and I was very psychically open and it was very, very scary. Over the years, I developed more boundaries by healing my trauma and clearing out all of these fears and things that were stopping me from being able to be in my body. And it was through that reconnection that I was able to begin to set healthy boundaries with my psychic senses. So if this is something that you feel you struggle with, coming back into the body is going to be really great medicine for you. Um, It will be important probably to work with a professional when you're doing this. I found somatic experiencing to be really helpful. Um, Peter Levine has a lot of really great books about trauma and stored trauma in the body. Um, I mean, there's so many resources I could give you. (laughs) I'm going to say trust your intuition on where you need to go with that. But just know that if you feel you have a hard time connecting with your body, that is a completely normal thing. And a lot of us have that experience. 
and it's absolutely something that you can heal and transform. And this healthy relationship with your body is really going to amplify and strengthen and ground your natural born gifts. Okay, so let's talk about these three brains. If as I'm talking about the three different brains here, you feel that like a different part of your body is more that like core intuitive center for you, that's also totally okay. Everybody is unique and I'm really just giving this as a framework. This doesn't necessarily mean that every single body is like this and this is true for every single person. I know for me, I used to really feel grounded and connected to my womb space and I would receive a lot of information from there. So this connection can kind of evolve and grow as you heal and grow as well. But let's just get into it. So the head brain. The head brain has 86 billion neurons. This is the place of thinking, perception, logic, and recognition. This is also the home of our conscious and subconscious mind. This is the place where we give meaning to things. So we name our senses, we name our thoughts, and we name our experiences here. So for example, when I am doing a mediumship reading for someone, I am sensing information through my psychic senses, and I will take that information and I will translate it in my head brain and then relay it to the person. So when I'm doing a reading, I really feel that I'm up in my head brain. That doesn't mean I'm in my cognitive mind. There's like your your third eye that you're kind of tuning into your psychic senses. Or I'm throughout my whole body when I'm tuning in, depends. But I'm coming up to my head brain to be able to decipher what is being communicated. The next center is the heart brain. So the heart brain has 40,000 neurons. The heart is what is responsible for processing deep feelings, emotions, and sensations. So the heart works in rhythms, and it communicates through insights and a sensation of knowing. So it's less about this kind of like cognitive reasoning, and it's more like it's just this knowing feeling that you'll just get. And it feels kind of like smooth and rhythmic, and it just kind of flows up. So when we're too up in our heads and we're not balancing our awareness throughout our body, then this rhythm of our heart and the rhythm of our brain can fall out of alignment. And when this happens, this can make us feel really anxious or fearful or stressed. But as we learn how to reconnect with the heart, we can bring this rhythm back into alignment. I'm going to talk more about this in the next episode where I'm giving some tools for connecting to your intuition, but it's a really easy thing to do. If you just sink your awareness back into your heart and you just focus on your heart for a couple minutes, it will naturally bring the rhythm of your heart back into alignment with the rhythm of your brain. So I connect with my heart brain most when I'm unsure about a situation or when I feel a little bit off center. So maybe I'm trying to make a decision about, you know, should I take this job or should I hold out for another opportunity? I would feel that in my heart center. I always feel that our heart as this perception center, like I like to imagine myself being led by my heart, like as if the heart can like sense 
through space and time, and it can sense what's in alignment with our soul and what's not. So in a reading with someone, I might come back to my heart if I'm uncertain about some sort of information that I'm hearing, and I'm just trying to discern, okay, like, is this in the highest good? Or is this not? Do I need to communicate this or should I not? Am I hearing this right or am I not? So those kind of things, I will go down to my heart and I'll just breathe into my heart and I'll receive the information from there and then I'll come back up. So it's really great for recentering and that's why I find it really foundational to be able to sink into your body like that when it comes to your psychic abilities because there's a lot of psychic energy. When you get turned on, it's like, it's kind of like radio waves, like the, the information is always there. And if you don't know how to turn it off and sink back into your body, it can get kind of overwhelming and confusing. So the third brain is the gut brain. So the gut has 100 million neurons and the gut responds very quickly to situations. So the gut produces chemicals like serotonin and dopamine and other chemicals. And it sends out chemical messages to do or to react before the thinking brain can even register what's going on. So the gut brain is all about survival. It sends this deep knowing about situations to our brain within seconds. So many people have experienced that gut feeling. I often go to my gut when I need a yes or a no or safe or unsafe type of answer. So if something is just feeling really funny and off and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm feeling this fear because of my trauma or if this is like an intuitive hit, I sink into my gut and I feel into that space and I ask from there. Our gut is also this inner fire. It is associated in the chakra system with the solar plexus. So it brings a sense of power, of worth, of confidence. Fire is this like transformational, powerful, expansive energy. And when I'm feeling kind of like small or weak, I'll also tune into my gut to kind of like reconnect with the core essence of me, this fiery essence within me that we all have. And again, everybody's different and everybody connects with their body differently. So some people, when they're looking to like find where their alignment is, they really feel they need to sink into their gut for that. Or some people, it's their heart. And for some people, it's a different center. If you're familiar with the chakra system, there are seven different energy centers throughout the body. And of course, <laughs> that's just one fundamental system. There's other systems as well. But there are so many different energy centers in our body that are really prominent and, and are all absolutely intuitive. So if you feel that you need to go to a different part of your body to connect with your intuition, that's beautiful and keep doing that. I definitely recommend that, of course. And with everything I say, I just think it's always important for you to trust your intuition above mine and your truth above mine. So now let's talk a little bit about the psychic senses or the clairs. So each of our physical senses has a psychic counterpart. Our physical senses help us to navigate the 3D reality, while I see our psychic senses more as helping us navigate the subtle realms of consciousness. So for the sense of sight, the equivalent would be clairvoyance, which is to have that psychic sight. Uh, for hearing and for sound, 
it would be Claire Audience. For taste, Claire Gustance. For smell, Claire Aliance. For that feeling sense, Claire Sentience. I've also seen Claire Empathy. So Claire Sentience being for that physical sensation of touch and Claire Empathy for the emotional. I usually just use Claire Sentience for both. Um, and then there's the the knowing sense, uh, which is claircognizance. So I find that usually the physical sense that you engage with most is also your dominant psychic sense, but you can develop all of your psychic senses. You don't have to be limited to just one. Um, when I was a kid, I was predominantly clairvoyant and clairaudient and clairsentient. Um, as I got older, I just started to naturally develop claircognizance, and I've been actively developing Claire aliens and clairgustance because I don't <laughs> maybe have as refined or I didn't have as refined of a palette, and I also just have never been a person that noticed smells much, so that was never really a way that spirit would communicate with me. Um, but as you strengthen your psychic sen senses, you can... Like, they basically become ways that spirit can communicate information to you. Um, and you strengthen these senses. Basically, the easiest way to start is just by tuning into these senses more in your day-to-day -day life. So when I wanted to um, strengthen Claire Aliens, my psychic sense of smell, I started to go around and just smell everything. And I just noticed, like, I consciously noticed smells. Because this is basically creating the symbol library that's in my own psyche, in my brain, that spirit can draw on to communicate a message. Okay, so maybe an example of this. Imagine that there is like a grandmother, someone's grandmother that's coming to communicate a message through you to your friend. If you have clairvoyance, you might see the grandmother in your mind's eye. If you have Claire audience, you might hear a grandmotherly voice speaking. Uh, you might hear the word grandmother. If you have a strength in Claire sentience, you might just feel um, the emotions that the grandmother's feeling. You may feel like some sort of like a sensation in your body, maybe of comfort or something that's familiar to you about how maybe you felt around your grandmother. You may also feel a sensation in your body like you're maybe like frail or elderly. If you are clairaliens, you might maybe smell perfume or smell something that your grandmother used to cook. Claircognizance, you might just kind of get this knowing like, oh, this is a grandmother. There's a grandmother in this room. This is my friend's grandmother. Clairgustience is this you would taste so you would maybe you taste some sort of cooking that your grandmother used to do or something that would remind you of a grandmother now the great thing about developing more than one of your clairs is that spirit can communicate through multiple things so for example um okay like a few days ago i did a reading for someone and a i think it was like an uncle or something came through and I saw, so clairvoyance, I saw the outline of, okay, now I'm seeing, now I'm seeing a great aunt that came through, so I'm going to speak about this ex example instead. 
Um, I saw the outline of this older woman. I saw what her body type was. I saw her height. Um, I could tell, I could feel, like I could sense with clairsentience that this was a feminine energy. I could sense through clairsentience that she was a bit older. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't see every detail of her. So my clairvoyance, like, I didn't see every detail of her, but I could just see the outline of her. But then I had my clairsentience come in to fill in the gaps about it. And then my clairaudience came in to where I started hearing her communicate to me about who she is through spoken word. So this is a way that all of your clairs can kind of like build on one another to paint a picture of the story. And one thing that I'll touch on with the clairs is that when we are tuning into our psychic senses, it isn't necessarily what you think it is. So if you feel like you've never tuned into your psychic senses, it's possible that it's true. Our psychic senses can really atrophy if we never use them. Um, so it really is going to be about going back to that body wisdom, building that foundational intuition, and then building your psychic senses off of that. But again, I really believe that anybody can do this. It's just, do you want to or not? But for example, with Claire, clairvoyance, so seeing, you might just see the outline of an energy of something there. Sometimes I just see like light, like the other day I was doing a reading and somebody communicated to me through streams of light in all these different shapes. So that's a form of clairvoyance. Sometimes you do actually see somebody standing in the room that is as real and physical as any other person. But that is way less common. So if you are unsure about if you're clairvoyant because you don't see spirits that are just as real as you, that's not the only way clairvoyance works. And honestly, <laughs> when you start to trust in your gifts, you really don't want it to be that real. Um, that can be a little unsettling. Like I know, honestly, the times when like spirits showed up that real to me, it was when I was really psychically sick and I did not have boundaries. And it was absolutely terrifying. Claire, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you're psychically sick if something shows up in that way at all. It can still show up in that way. Like, for example, Claire audience, I would say, is my primary way of receiving communication. And sometimes, like, usually I hear a voice in my mind that is clearly from outside of me. So you, as you develop your abilities, you start to discern, is this mine or is this someone else's? But you can also hear, you know, receive clairaudience in the form of like an audible sound in your environment. Like I have heard before somebody so many times, actually, this again happened a lot more when I was a kid, but it happened just the other day with um, a session I was doing for someone. And I heard, I heard a lot of information. I was primarily tuned into clairsentience, so I was feeling a lot. And then I just heard this audible beeping sound and the spirit was showing me information about his death and he was having me feel the experience because it, he needed to communicate this to his loved one. And then I was, I was feeling it and I was like, hmm, is he showing me his death? And then I heard this beep, beep, beep that sounded like, like a hospital beeping. And then that kind of felt like a confirmation to me. 
So, and it wasn't from anywhere. Like, I have no idea where that beeping would have come from. There was nothing in my house that would have made that sound. So these, sometimes things can be audible and other people can hear them. But typically it's like, you might hear, like, I've heard people or spirits, like, say my name, audibly say my name to the point where I turn around to look at the, the place that, you know, that person would have been according to how sound works. And there's nobody there. So... You can receive in that way, but if you're not receiving in that way, that doesn't mean that you are not clairaudient. In fact, as you develop your abilities, you usually probably prefer that it's not that loud all the time <laughs> because, oh my goodness, if I, if clairvoyance for me was literally, literally seeing a physical being all the time, I would feel very confused about what was real and what wasn't like it wouldn't be so much I would I would have a harder time thinking I was clairvoyant and I'd be like is that a real person or is this a spirit it would be so much more confusing and same with clairaudience because when it comes really loud like that it's like it would just be a lot harder for me to discern what's in this 3d reality versus what's not when it comes in kind of like less frequently it's fine I don't mind it because it's like I don't know I have my healthy boundaries that I don't let spirits in that I don't want to be talking to um and I have my guides to support me in that but also it's just I don't know I don't mind hearing it every now and then because it's kind of fun it's like whoa yeah that's real um (laughs) but then it's also yeah it would be too much if it was all the time oh yeah and I don't know if I touched on this and I think I'm going to speak about this more in in depth in the next episode as well but spirits often communicate through symbols so when you're tuning in like the example i was giving of the great aunt or no the grandmother oh god i don't remember (laughs) it's a blur um (laughs) but the example i was giving about like all of the different clairs and how they work together in a reading uh for example like claire aliens you might smell something that your grandmother used to cook so that doesn't necessarily mean that this person's grandmother that you're communicating for used to cook that that might mean that they're just using that as a symbol to help you understand that it's a grandmother so as you develop discernment you'll be able to tell the difference between a symbol versus evidential information and You'll also learn your own symbol library, so you'll kind of get more of an awareness of of what different symbols mean to you. So that's another thing to keep in mind if you're receiving. I'm not saying, like, you have to be doing mediumship or anything to, like, use your psychic senses. But if you are tuning into your psychic senses just about your own life or talking to a tree or something like that, and you receive some sort of information and you're like, about something and it's like what the heck does that mean I have to do this or does that mean that it might be a symbol instead of like you know a direct message about the information so I want to invite you to just tune into yourself for a minute and just kind of ponder what your dominant psychic sense is do you notice things through sight first or you may be clairvoyant Uh, Do you smell or taste things a lot, clairaliance or clairgustance? Do you hear things more, clairaudience? Do you feel things a lot through your body, clairsentience? Or do you kind of just have that knowing feeling come through with claircognizance? 
So just kind of like think about what's what's your most dominant way of receiving this information. And know that if that's your most dominant way of receiving information in the physical realm, that's probably going to be the dominant way that spirit tries to connect with you. Um, I do meet your guide sessions with people where I connect them to their spirit guides. And in these sessions, I always find it's really cool because (laughs) their guides usually communicate with them in their main way of expressing themselves. So I noticed a pattern with some people were really visual and the only way the guides would communicate was through like images or paintings or just like visuals. And I'm (laughs) not overly a visual person. So at first I struggled with, oh my God, what are they saying? Now I'm seeing this, now I'm seeing this. And I couldn't hear anything. I could only see things. And, And I remember it was a hard time at first because my main thing was clear audience. And so what I was seeing, I was having a hard time, a harder time communicating into English. But then I would also, I've done these readings for people that are like really kinesthetic and everything, all the information is just coming through my body or like coming through movement. Like I'm seeing movement and it means something that I then kind of translate into English. Or some people, it is like, Some people would be like a writer and when I would do this session for them, it would just, everything would just be spoken word. Everything would be spoken word. I would see spoken words if my clairvoyance was tuning in, it would just be like spoken words would be seen. Or like sound waves, like I've seen, you know, spirit communicate to a person through the rhythms of sound. So it's really interesting. Each person kind of has their own unique way of perceiving the world and It's really cool because our guides tend to communicate to us in that language. So one of my favorite things about starting to offer these meet your guides sessions was it almost felt like I was able to get this lens into the way that people perceive reality. And it's just really, really beautiful and like super magical and artistic. And I just, I loved it. But yeah, so just be curious about what your psychic senses are. If you feel like your psychic senses are completely dulled out and atrophied, start with that body wisdom coming into your body. And as you build your trust and your intuition, these psychic senses are naturally going to evolve. And again, it's really important. Like if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I have all of these psychic senses and my struggle is getting them to stop and setting these boundaries. I am going to do a whole episode on boundaries, but again, coming back into that body wisdom is really going to ground you. It's going to connect you to the earth. It's going to connect you to spirit. It's going to connect you to yourself. And that's really going to be, in my opinion, (laughs) just my opinion, okay? Um, But in my opinion, it really is like the safest way to connect is to make sure you have that body connection as well so that you can constantly be coming back to you like your soul not just your ego self to your soul when you're doing when you're connecting with these subtle realms because there's a lot of information out there (laughs) like psychic information like there's oh my god it's like infinite and it's infinite when you go inside your body too so definitely worth exploring both but keeping yourself grounded while you do it okay i want to touch on one more thing Hmm. Yeah, I want to talk real quick at the end here about what is the difference between being an intuitive, a psychic, 
a medium and a channel. So of course, you now know that I believe that we are all intuitive, so we are all intuitives. But for some people, intuition can come more in flashes and it can come more randomly. Um, as you develop your intuitive abilities though, you start to be able to consciously receive intuitive insights. And I would say that's what an intuitive is. Like, like if you're going to like call yourself an intuitive, I feel like when you're defining yourself that way, it's, it's when you've kind of developed this relationship with your intuition where you've got the tools and you know how to access it all the time. I also feel like an intuitive is more body-based. So it's less about sensing like outside of you through the psychic senses and it's more about receiving information through feeling into your body and then feeling how that external thing resonates in your body. So you may see like medical intuitives or um, intuitive healers and what these intuitives do, like my experience and when I'm doing offering intuitive healing for someone is I'm feeling into my body to feel what resonates like about what they're going through. I'm getting like intuitive, like I'm, it almost feels like I'm lining up my, like my rhythm with their rhythm and I'm intuitively feeling what's going on for them. So I'm not up in my psychic senses. I'm not like, I'm not connecting to the psychic realm. This is like very in my body kind of feeling. I also see, of course, I think I've said this so many times now in this episode, but I really see intuition as the foundation of all of these other kind of like psychic abilities. Like build your foundation, like grow your roots deep into your body, deep into the earth before you grow that trunk up and, and bloom out all of these these leaves and flowers and branches. Because if you're not grounded in your intuition, then your tree is going to blow over with a gust of wind. And this is really important with like ethics, um, you know, like understanding if something is for the highest good or not. Understanding if a spiritual being that's coming to you is a high frequency being that is here to support you and help you or your client versus being uncertain and talking to this low frequency being because they're masking as a high frequency being. Like this is where when you come into your, and I'm not saying this to scare you, but I just think it's really important to be responsible with developing these gifts. And also just from my personal experience, I know a lot of people, intuitives and psychics that I've met don't have this experience. But for me, you know, my psychic gifts came on in a really disturbing way. So it was extremely traumatizing for me. And my biggest lesson has been developing these intuitive centers, grounding myself in so that I can feel safe in communicating with the spirit world. So I just really want to be a voice for that as well in case you have experienced that or if you've had any psychic trauma. I just want to be a bit of a platform for that as well. Okay, so then a psychic. So a psychic has the ability to sense and connect to the subtle realms using the psychic senses that we speak about, so the clairs. I've used psychics as that natural extension from intuition. So you've 
you've kind of like rooted the tree and now you've got the branches coming out at the top like the kind of like receptors coming out to receive all this information and take it in and translate it so you may have heard somebody for example be like i'm a clairvoyant that's a type of psychic specifically a psychic that can see things but some psychics a lot of psychics have more than one clair that they're tuned into and so they might just call themselves a psychic so <laughs> when i think of like being a psychic for example every time i go to the park <laughs> i i'm talking to the plants and i see that like that's in those moments i'm being psychic so we're just having conversations <laughs> and i'm just walking through the park and having a nice day like it's just it's not like i'm like like it's more just like hey how's it going good to see you like greetings the way you might greet a person and i'll just say hello to the tree and then i'll continue walking so that's me tuning into my psychic senses and just like receiving information and connecting to the subtle realms also um people might have experiences with talking to animals so when i was a kid i used to talk to my dogs all the time and i would actually talk to them and i could actually hear them responding like they would respond to me through clairaudience and that was just always a natural thing that i did and i didn't have language for it at the time but i just i could speak to them so a psychic is really just like someone that's able to tune into their psychic senses a medium on the other hand is a psychic that acts as a go-between so they relay information back and forth so i step into my <laughs> mediumship shoes when I am channeling for like a deceased loved one on the other side for someone. You can also be a medium for guides and angels and things like that. It's really just about that, like what defines a medium is you're being given psychic information from some source, you are interpreting that information, and then you're communicating it to the person. So that's what a medium is. And then a channel is somebody that actually embodies the energy of whatever spirit is coming through so i only recommend that you do this with you know like high level guides and high frequency beings so with guides with angels yeah just like high frequency spiritual beings not with like deceased loved ones necessarily um although i have done this i'll maybe tell a little story about that in a minute but um yeah, so a channel isn't, you're not relaying information anymore. You're literally inviting the spirit, this being into your body, and they are communicating through you. So your ego self is going to sink into the back seat. <laughs> this feels really funny for the first times that you do this. It's, you really need to get out of your own way. Like all of your beliefs, you know, the way that you carry yourself, the way that you move, the way that you talk, like, you know, I'm a people pleaser type person, so... A lot of times, like, when I channeled, I would, um, <laughs> I would always, like, hop back in the front seat. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. They want to say this, and I'm resisting it because it sounds so rude. Not that it was rude, but it was just, like, very concise and to the point, and I usually sh would sugarcoat things more. But, yeah, so a guide will actually speak through you, and your body language will change and everything. Like, you can physically feel the guide in your body. So that's what a channel is. You're not relaying information they're literally speaking through you so you're becoming the vessel for them to communicate a message to a person so for channeling i really do just recommend that you do this with high level guides and again this is why 
You need to really develop a grounding practice, really develop boundaries, really let go of any fear before you really get heavy into this work. Um, Because you need to be able to feel safe in your own body and like spirits aren't just going to come into it. Again, if you're struggling with something like that, please go seek help. I am going to do episodes later about boundaries, about grounding, about like I'll talk more in depth about my spiritual trauma or not spiritual, I guess maybe, but also like my psychic trauma and like being way too open in an unsafe environment and before I really had my roots set. But yeah, if if you're listening to this and you're feeling like really overwhelmed by this stuff and really scared, first of all, I want to just say you don't need to be afraid. I know it can feel really scary, but I promise you there's nothing that these spirits can do to hurt you. The only power they have is the power that you give them. So if you're in that state right now, just know that you are safe. Connecting with nature will really, really help you. Sitting with trees and finding somebody that you trust that you can speak to about this. Finding a therapist. (laughs) I know for me, I was always too scared to actually speak about these things because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be medicated or I didn't want to be committed to a hospital or anything. And I was, so I, I I spoke around it a lot. I didn't actually speak about what was happening. I spoke about (laughs) the, the mental health struggles that it was causing me. Not that I recommend that, but there are ways for you to get help if you feel like you need it. And I think it's absolutely important for your healing and your growth so that you can bring all these beautiful, beautiful, powerful gifts to the world and they can transform from a curse into a gift for you. It's so worth it, I promise you. But yeah, story about channel. I'm sorry, I know I go on a lot of side tangents about that, but I just think it's really important because I don't know who's listening to this. And... (laughs) I know for me, when I, like, was kind of learning about these kinds of things, there's just no dialogue about the darker side of this stuff, and it always left me feeling really alone and really like, okay, I have to figure this out on my own, and, like, that's fine, (laughs) but I I just really don't want anyone to feel that way, so if you're having those experiences, I really want to hold a space for that. Okay, so channeling. Yeah, when I first started um, doing mediumship, I actually channeled a lot (laughs) because I had learned how to channel and um, I had channeled like angels and guides and it was really beautiful and powerful and it just felt so real um, because when something's in your body communicating through you, it's, it's quite profound. And so when I first started doing mediumship, I actually channeled a lot of of spirits rather than like speaking and having conversation with them like we would have conversation and then I would invite them into my body and then we'd have conversation um I don't recommend that <laughs> I did that because I think I was like I had a lot of doubt and stuff and it made me feel like the information just felt so much more real and I had a lot of like fear around communicating the wrong thing about like a deceased loved one to someone because I really I don't know, I take that really seriously. I don't want to, like, say something that's not true or is incorrect, so I found it easier to channel. But the thing is, like, now that I've developed my mediumship, I noticed that my guides, like, I'm always, like, I always was, like, okay, should I, um, should I bring them into my body? And my guides are, like, no. (laughs) And they just keep telling me no, and I don't. 
but it used to be my habit and I didn't even really realize that I wasn't supposed to do that until, yeah. And I don't think, you know, the thing is like when you're inviting something into your body, like it kind of changes like how you physically feel. You can clear it out and you can like reground and like fill back up with light. But like when you're channeling a high level guide, you usually feel freaking amazing after. Like it's like you're on a cloud. You feel so good. You feel like it's just it's great. I love channeling guides. But when you channel um, somebody that's not that high frequency, it can like you might feel like the sickness inside. Like you just feel the residuals of whatever that spirit maybe has hasn't cleared or was experiencing and showing you. So I don't recommend that you do that just for your own self and your own health definitely high level guides but again don't i think another important thing with all this stuff is to not have too much fear because if something happens that's kind of low frequency like you can clear it out it's it's really easy to clear it out you can call on your guides you can ground yourself you can open a window you can have a shower you can eat a healthy meal like it's pretty easy to reset but it's just something to keep in mind you know because if you are channeling lower frequency energies you're just going to be really tired and you're going to have to spend more time (laughs) filling your cup when your cup doesn't need to be emptied at all by doing this work if you're doing it kind of in an intuitive grounded connected way that is for your highest good as well as the clients nobody will have any 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 energy drain after the experience okay i think i've talked long enough we're kind of coming up to almost an hour here so Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. In next week's episode, I'm going to be talking more about, like, I'm going to give a few different tools for tuning into your intuition and kind of strengthening that, strengthening that intuitive muscle. Um, Yeah, so I hope that you have a magical day. I'm definitely going to get out in the sun now because it's gorgeous out and a reasonable hour, and I'm off today. So, yay. Okay. Sending you so much love and magic, and if you want to connect with me, you can check out the show notes below for all of that information, and this music is from my friend's band camp, (laughs) which is Be Willy Cuz. K-U-Z. So if you're into that, check that out there. Okay. Have a magical day. Bye.